Hi everybody, this is Greg Wisenkowski with the Rust Video Graphics team, and today we're going to take a look at the tips and tricks of the Expression Tester 1 demo package. So I'm here inside of Expression Tester 1, I have loaded up the Tester 1 demo package, and I have navigated to the logo setup scene. Now this logo setup scene will allow me to reskin this entire package and pull different home and visiting assets depending on who's playing at this particular time. Now this logo setup scene has a script in it and that script is going to change which assets are being referenced by the home Glowbox logo primary secondary materials as well as the visiting Glowbox logo primary and secondary materials. Now we're going to take a look at this script quickly so we can see where it's actually pulling these assets from. But if you're not familiar with expression scripting, don't worry about it. I'm going to make it very easy for you. Now, with my logo setup scene selected, I'm going to go up to my logo setup scene object and double click the S to open up my script editor. Now we can see on the left hand side, there are two events in bold on online and on preview render. And we need to make sure that if we make a change to one of these scripts, that it is identical on the other event. So we want to make sure that these two events have the exact same script in them. Now, the way that this scene is pulling different assets is by referencing the project directory, images, logos folder. We're then going to look at whatever subfolder is inside of our logos folder. And then we're going to add the file extension to whatever assets are in that folder. So right now, the way that we can check which assets are being referenced is by first going to our project directory, which we can do by hitting the explore button at the top of our UI. We can now navigate to the images folder into the logos folder. From there, we can see the generic directory, which is what is referenced at the top of our scene here. Inside of that directory, we can see uh, a few different assets and we can see that each of those assets is prefixed by the team name and at the end we've added underscore logo underscore primary and underscore secondary for each of the teams that we want to be able to reference in this package now it's very important that the naming convention stays the same or else we won't be able to pull those assets since the file path will be invalid so now that we can see where these assets are being pulled from, what we should be able to do is change the Sharks team name to say Foxtrot or Freedom, and it will now pull the assets associated with that team. We can see that as I type in Kraken, that has created a new file path. And once that file path becomes valid, once I finish typing the team name, all of the shaders in my materials here have been remapped to pull a new asset from that folder. Once we have reskinned this package and we go through our scene manager, we might notice that some of the thumbnails for these scenes aren't updating to the new logos. To fix that, we can right click on any of these scenes and select regenerate all thumbnails. Once we hit OK, we should see that all of our thumbnails are now referencing the updated home and visiting logos. Now that we have a better understanding of how this project is pulling assets, we can add our own custom logos and images to be used with this project. So the first thing we need to do is make sure that our naming convention is correct for all of our own assets. 
So we want to make sure that we have an underscore logo, an underscore primary, and an underscore secondary asset for each of the teams we want to use with this package. Once we've created that naming convention for each of our assets, we're going to take an entire folder of assets. In this case, mine is named Ross. I'm going to copy that folder. Next, I'm going to navigate to my project directory, and I'll do that by using my explore button. I'm next going to go to my images logos folder, and I'm going to paste my custom assets beside the generic folder that came with demo package. What I should be able to do now is find one of the teams in my own demo or in my own assets, such as bandits or bison. And as I change this name from generic to Ross, which is what I named my folder of assets, I should now be able to select one of my own teams. And we can see that since I have the same naming convention, I'm able to pull assets from my own folder and reskin this demo package. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look at how we can add on to the dashboard panel that's associated with this demo package. Now, of course, the first thing we need to do is open up dashboard and open up the Tessera One control grid. And from there, we're going to go to the clips tab on the left. Now, before we make any changes to this dashboard panel, we of course need to enter panel builder edit mode. And I can do that by hitting control G or by going up to the top and hitting the panel builder edit mode button. Now, once I hit that button, we can tell that we are in edit mode because dashboard has placed a nice grid over top of my panel. Uh, and that lets us know that we're in panel builder edit mode. Now on our panel here, we can see that we have multiple different button drop spots on our clips tab. And rather than creating a fully new button to add to one of these drop spots, I'm instead going to copy and paste one of the existing buttons. So with my select and drag tool selected, I'm going to select the test for one button, hit control C, select the destination for it, where I would like my new button to go, and I will hit control V. So we can see that that has created a new button for me with the same style properties as the previous button that I copied. And if I double click my new button, I can now change the unique parameters of this specific button. Now on the button attributes tab, I have a single task and I would like to edit that task. So with my ta task selected, I'm going to hit the edit button and I'm going to go to the OG script tab on the left. Now we can see that there's already a task associated with this button and that task is to take item 1001. Now, if we navigate back to our expression sequencer and we look for take item 1001, that is our Tessera one clip item in our clips group. And what I would like to do with this button is trigger the sample A video from this same group. So what I'd like to do is find the take ID which is 1004, navigate back to my edit button page of dashboard and entering the take ID of the item I would like to trigger. Once I've entered in the take ID, I can hit OK and I can hit apply and close to make sure that those changes have been made. Once I'm happy with the changes that I've made to the panel, I can exit panel edit mode by using the button or control G and now as I select that button, 
we have now taken take item 1004 online. Now that we've created our new button to take take item 1004 online, we next need to update the thumbnail on that button so that we know which item we're taking online. Now to do that, the first step is to of course get some kind of image that we want to apply to this button. Now that can be done one of a million ways, but I'm going to use expression to export my images. So the first thing we need to do is see what size this image needs to be to fit this button appropriately. And to do that, we can go to our file explorer. We can navigate to wherever we have this panel saved. And if we go to the images folder, we should see some of the existing uh, button thumbnails. And if I right click on one of those and go to properties and to the details tab, we can see the dimensions of that asset, which in this case are 215 by 84. So now that I know the dimensions of that button, of the thumbnails, I can go into expression, go to the layout side of expression, and create a new custom size scene to those dimensions. So in my scene manager, I'm going to right click and create a new custom size scene. That will be a width of 215 and a height of 84. And once I create that scene, I will name this dashboard button. Once I've renamed my scene, I'm going to create a quad object, which will also be 215 by 84. And I will check the checkbox to maintain the aspect ratio of the texture. Finally, I'm going to go to the template links tab of the object inspector, and I will publish the material, but I will also publish the texture position and texture scale. Now, once I have all of those items published, I can go to the sequence side of expression, drag my dashboard button scene into my sequencer, and apply my sample video A to my quad object. So we can see that that has taken my 1920 by 1080 clip. It has mapped it into my 215 by 84 button. And what I can do now is export this in the exact dimensions of my dashboard button. Now to do that, I'm going to find my dashboard button take item. I'm going to right click and select the option of exporting the take item to images. Now continuing with the same file structure with of the existing thumbnails, I'm going to export to a JPEG format. The size will be the size of the scene that I created in expression. The naming will be the base name, which in this case is content sample A. And finally, we have the target location. So where do we actually want to export this item to? And in my case, I'm going to export that directly into the images folder of the dashboard panel that we're working with. Now, the last thing we need to do before we hit export is make sure that we're only exporting a single frame. If we don't check this checkbox, it's going to export an image sequence and we're going to end up with a lot more than just a single image in our folder. So once we're happy with all of the different configuration options for our export to images menu, we can hit export and close. If we now navigate to our dashboard folder, we should now see that we have a content sample A JPEG that we can apply to our dashboard button. So once we have that image in our dashboard panel folder, we can go back to dashboard. Again, we're going to enter panel builder edit mode. We're going to double click the new button we just created. 
navigate to the style tab at the top. And for the background URL, we're going to browse and select the new image that we just exported. Once we hit open, we can hit apply and close. And once we edit or exit panel builder edit mode, we should see that we have a new thumbnail on the new button that we created. Lastly, we need to make sure that we delete any of these dashboard button take items from our sequencer to make sure that those items never go to error. And I can do that by right clicking and deleting those games. Now I have one more tip to share with you. So we're going to jump back to the dashboard panel and we're going to take a look at how we can delete an existing button without destroying the structure of the panel. So the first thing we need to do is enter panel builder edit mode. We can do that using control G or with the button at the top. And once we enter panel builder edit mode, we see a few different boxes that appear to have an X in them. And that is a drop spot in the grid. And we wanna make sure that we maintain these drop spots whenever we're deleting or moving buttons. So I'm going to select the new button that we just created and I'm going to use the delete key on my keyboard to delete this button. And we can see that once we did that, not only did we delete the button, but we also deleted the drop spot from the grid. Which means in the future, if I want to add a new button to this grid, I will be missing a drop spot and I won't be able to apply a button there. So I'm going to hit Control Z and that's going to bring back my existing button. And this time, rather than hitting the delete key, I'm going to first select my button and hold shift and then hit my delete key. And what that has done is it has ejected my button from the drop spot, but it has not deleted the drop spot from the grid. And that is very important because we are maintaining the structure of the panel. Thanks for watching everybody.